Hello, mighty people of the Most High and Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the Word of God, going to be talking out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 43, talking about David and Goliath, and then I'm going to pop over and I'm going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit and how important they are in our lives and how important they are in our walk. And that's going to be 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse 4. But if you'd like to follow along with me, or if you're listening in the car, I'm just going to read it to you. Um, something that the Lord put on my heart recently is um, how David dealt with Goliath. I keep going back to this story. I've done it over a couple of podcasts, and... More and more revelation just keeps coming. How many of you know that that's how God works? He can take one verse, one passage, one story, and you can get many, many layers out of that one, that one piece. And, um, you know, as we begin to study and look and our eyes are open, as we already know, this is the year of exposing and revealing. And as God begins to expose the plans of the enemy to us, um, and we can see how the enemy operates. Um, one of the things that the enemy does, these wicked ones, is that they will tell us what they're doing or what they're about to do to us or what their plans are before they do it. They find a power in that. That's what they believe. Um, so they will uh, portray that to us in art. Uh, they'll do it with paintings and film um, in all sorts of ways, music. And uh, we can see that plainly as you begin to study some of these, some of these darker things. Um, but you know, the enemy finds a power in that the wicked ones, they want to tell us what they're going to do. And they believe that there's power because there is power in it. If you believe it, you see, um, the question is, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord over your life? Or are you going to believe the enemy's report over your life? It's very important who you come into alliance with, man and woman of God. On all levels. From a personal level, all the way up to a worldwide level. It is important that you agree only with God the Father and what His plans are for you. And what His plans are for His people. That's the way you're going to have to think in this last hour in order to navigate through these very choppy waters of the last days of the earth. But something was very interesting about this. I love this story and I keep going back to it. Um, the Philistine, Goliath, he was smack talking David. If you go in here and read, start reading at 43. I'm going to read a little because this is a reading podcast. I always say that because there's not been enough reading in the harlot churches of today. So I'm going to start right here at verse 43. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And then he said this to David in verse 44. He said, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. So Goliath said it first, right? He's the one that said that initially to David. And that, boy, I'm going to tell you something. That got David all fired up. And David came back with, I don't think so. Basically, that's not the way it's going to happen. This is the way it's going to happen. Because David knew his God was greater. 
And he said to him in verse 45, he responded to Goliath and he made a declaration and he made, I would go as, to, go as far as to say he, he prophesied to this giant because we know that David was also a prophet. And listen to what he said. He said, thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And that's exactly the way it went down. David told him the way it was going to be. Goliath came at him with his smack talk. That's what the devil does. He comes to you with all his big plans for you and tries to bully you around, tries to scare you, tries to get into your head, tries to convince you that you've lost the battle before you've even got to the battlefield. That is not for you, soldier of God. But you are to declare back to the enemy the power of your God. Because great is your God. And great is the power of your God in you. Hallelujah. I see a lot of Christians out there today that, um, that keep proclaiming and declaring and sharing. Uh, they, they think they're just sharing, but they're really just constantly uh, sharing dark things. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against the truth, and I share the truth quite often with people. I'll tell them the good, the bad, and the ugly. But here's the thing is, God never shares his, his, he never shares scary dark things with his people without offering a solution to go along with it, without offering hope. God always offers hope and you should too. You should be like your father God, you know? Um, when, when God came to Noah and he informed Noah. He told him what was gonna happen. He said, I'm going to put a flood upon the earth. It's gonna wipe out all life on the earth. He didn't just leave it there, walk off. <laughs> Could you imagine if he did poor Noah like that? Noah would have probably had a heart attack. I mean, could you imagine? He wouldn't do that. He told him, now this is what's gonna happen. Now this is what I want you to do to prepare for that day. So God has informed his people this year. Many, many things have been exposed and revealed. Many wicked schemes of the enemy. But now you must focus on God. You must ask God, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. There's always hope for God's people. God is going to raise a mighty army of people up in this last hour. You are his God seeds. And, and the harlot churches have been brought down and exposed the weakness and the lack of faith has been exposed but let me tell you something you were never a flesh church you were a spirit seed you are a god seed in the earth you are his salt and his light sprinkled throughout in the high and the low places from all economic backgrounds all nations all ethnicities you flavor the earth god must preserve a people in the earth because we preserve the earth. Salt preserves. He puts you in the earth to do that. just that. 
So, so be hopeful. Know this. God is going to preserve a people in this last hour. And the God seeds of the earth. That's something so powerful to me. If you go in and you read Revelations 12, it's very, very interesting. And I might pop over there and read some of that in just a second. Um, he knows how to put you in the ground. Yes, he does. That's what you do with the seed. He knows how to put you in the ground and cause you to, to come up and rise up out of the earth and be mighty in God. You are his mighty, mighty trees planted by rivers of living water. That's what you are. Hallelujah. And, um, yeah, so so David declared to uh, uh, Goliath, and, and I'm telling you something, he, he wasn't going to put up with it. You shouldn't either. When the enemy comes to scare you and to put all kinds of thoughts in your head of what his plans are to do to you, you need to come back against that or, uh, openly and tell the enemy, no, that's not the way it's going to be. God has a great plan for me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell a little story, but I tell you something I, I often find myself saying. I say it almost every day. Is um, uh, It's very important that you speak audibly about God daily in your life, making declarations. And one of the most common declarations I make uh, myself is I say, God, there's nothing that God can't do. Nothing. No thing. And I want to tell you something for some of you Eeyores out there that's walking around with your tail tucked between your legs and your head down all the time, agreeing with the devil and just nothing ever seems to work out. You see people like that. Oh, I can't seem to do anything. I can't seem to get anything accomplished. The devil's always after me. You can't talk like that and live a victorious life. That's the first thing you need to change. So make that your mantra. Make that your mantra. When you feel when you feel anxiety, you feel things not going your way, say just say simply, there's nothing that God can't do. And I'm going to tell you something, you'll find out a strength will start to come over you as soon as you change your words and your atmosphere will change. That's right. You know, I want to share a story that kind of correlates with this um with this uh David and Goliath battle. I kind of had something like this happen to me. Well, I quite, I really did. Um, my youngest child, um, she's almost 12. She's gonna be 12 soon. But um, it was a very fascinating thing that happened at her birth. It was really a miracle. And um, uh, uh, my husband, uh, he had a kidney transplant and I had given him a kidney just shortly, not far, uh, not far before I had got, before I conceived her, and um, so it, everything about having her was just so special. And I already had two sons. I had two boys, <laughs> and so I had two boys, a husband, and I think even my dogs were boys at that time. So I was surrounded by boys. And for you women of God out there, you, you sisters, you know, sometimes you just want that little girl. You know, you just want. You want that little girl, such a special thing if, if when a woman is blessed with a, with a daughter. And the Lord had always promised me I would have a daughter. 
well, I conceived her and it was wonderful and I, and I had a good pregnancy and came time for them to, uh, for me to give birth and, and they induced me. And I went into the hospital uh, to be induced, but the day before, I want to tell you what happened. The day before, I was doing nesting things around the house, you know, doing all those things, vacuuming. Women always got vacuum uh, before the baby's born, dusting, doing all my stuff, getting ready, you know. And all for several hours, I kept, I knew it was the devil. I knew it was a demon spirit that had come to torment me. And it was just antagonizing me for several hours. And, and, um, and it would say it would put thoughts in my head and some of the things that it would say to me was um uh, something is wrong with the baby and these thoughts would were coming to me and as they would come they would escalate in their aggression to the point where i mean they were becoming so clear and aggressive to me and uh, one of the other things it would say was it would well it would say there's something wrong with the baby next thing it would say is the baby's going to be autistic and I, I would just I would just keep praying to the Lord and I would just you know keep these things to myself I was not saying them out loud it's very important what you say out loud is very important when you when you speak out loud uh, uh, words never die words are eternal that's why it's very important what you speak um, one of the things that said to me I remember was um, something's gonna go wrong uh, something's gonna go wrong tomorrow uh, and then and then I remember one that was very very uh, aggressive and it said you're gonna die it sounds just like that and uh, and I finally had enough and I went upstairs and I sat in my prayer tra- my prayer chair in my bedroom and I collected myself and I sat down and I put my Bible in my lap having not spoken any of these things that were being said to me all day. And I mustered up my strength and I said to the Lord this, I said, I said, Lord, I said, do you hear how the enemy has come to me today to tell me all these things? I said, Lord, let's show him that he's a liar. Let's go into this hospital tomorrow, you and me, Lord. You, Let's go into this hospital and let's make this the easiest deliver, delivery Satan has ever seen. I said, come on, Lord, me and you, let's go in there. Let's, let's do this with just one push. Let's just have this baby, Lord, with one push. And that was all. And as soon as I finished, I felt like a weight just lifted off of me and I felt joy come onto me and I just kept doing the things that I did, getting ready for the baby and all that. And, um... Uh, going through all her little clothes and stuff. Oh my goodness, that little girl, she was like a princess, had all kinds of beautiful little little clothes. Her name, her name uh, I call her Rosie. And she had roses everywhere in her bedroom. It was just, it was a very joyful time. But the enemy wanted to come and take that from me too. He was trying to rob me of my joy that day. And let me tell you what happened. That's not the end of the story. Listen up. Okay, we went into the hospital the next day. They induced me, and I get in there and go through the process. It come time to, to deliver the baby, and they got me in position for that and began to coach me to push. And first push, I pushed one big, long push. 
and the baby was born. I was shocked. The baby was born, and here was this beautiful, uh, screaming little soul, and she was just not happy about it. They were cleaning her all up, and I looked at my husband, and I said, did, did I just have her with one push? And he said, yeah, it was just one push. But I'm going to tell you something. God did that. What are the odds of that uh, of that happening? Um, there's not that does that just doesn't happen, okay? Um, God has a sense of humor too. You see, when I prayed that prayer the day before, I I didn't mean it literally. I was just really uh, I, that's just the way I talked to God. I was just uh, I was just being being cute, and He said, "Okay, daughter, let's do it. We're going to do this." <laughs> He is so good. I'm going to tell you something. He's a real God. When you know God, it's different than when you know about God. You have walked with God. You know his personality. You've been in the presence of the Father God in that in that thick, masculine, loving presence. God is the most loving Father. I'm telling you, he is awesome. I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, God is good. But see, I declared... Uh, I declared back to the enemy, that's not the way it's going to be. And that's the way you need to be doing it. You need to declare to the enemy, man and woman of God. You need to tell him the way it's going to be. Prophesy into your world. Hallelujah. And speaking of prophecy and different spiritual gifts, that all correlates over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blend this in. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, many, many uh, so-called believers today that say they are believers uh, really don't believe. It's very much an oxymoron. Um, they, many, many today still have not understood that we have power in our Father God through Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't die so you could be bullied around by the devil and bullied around by the elements of the earth. No. He puts you here to subdue the earth. And some still don't believe that today. But I want to tell you something. There's a day of reckoning coming. And it's coming while they're on this earth in this natural life. If people don't stop arguing um, with the power of God. And if they don't stop discounting the power of the Holy Spirit. it will That will be their demise. God doesn't want that for any person. Some people want to clench on to their, their earthly man-made doctrines because they have been proclaiming those doctrines for so long and they're too prideful to ever rescind those doctrines. But the Word plainly tells us that we have gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going to read them to you. I'm going to make it quick here and I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up soon. I try to keep it around 20 to 25 minutes. I'm going to start over here in, in uh, verse 4, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So many different ways it works, many different, way, many different kinds of these gifts, okay, but there's nine main ones, and it's about to list them here. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Isn't that interesting? Given to every man. Okay. 
Now, before I continue and start reading all these, I want to emphasize here, gifts don't sanctify you, and gifts don't even mean that you're saved. Now, you can go and confirm that because that correlates over here in Matthew chapter 7, okay? Gifts don't make you holy, but they are tools in your spiritual toolbox to be used according to the Word of God and according to what He's trying to accomplish in your life and in others' lives around you. This is how we edify each other, okay? I'm going to read them. They're very important. I'm telling you, and in today's, we're in a day and age where we are going into, we're going into what we're going to see is the apocalypse. That's what we're, we're in the last days, period. Anybody that's still arguing that we're not in the last days is a fool. I'm just going to call them what this Bible calls them. Fools reject knowledge. And there's more than enough knowledge right now to confirm that that's the truth. Okay. So here I, here I go. These gifts of the Spirit might save your life. For to one is given by the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom. That's not a sensual, earthly, sage-like wisdom. Some monk sitting on a hill meditating. No, that's the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. That's wisdom that you wouldn't normally have. I all the time say that if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have any wisdom. I'm telling you, because in my natural understanding, there's so many, I don't understand much. But when God gives me wisdom, I understand much. And you do too. To another, the word of knowledge. That's where you know something that you shouldn't naturally know. By the same Spirit. And I'm not going to go into great deep detail on each of these. I'm just going to, you know, do the Cliff Notes version. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. Now, faith is a fruit of the Spirit, too. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit, and it's also a gift of the Spirit. Okay? Sometimes a person is given a gift of faith, and it is a supernatural faith that comes from, from, from on high that you wouldn't normally be able to have within your own self, okay? To another, the gift of healing. That's right. People still getting healed, set free, and delivered today. I've seen it myself. I had three instant healings right here in my living room last fall. I love it when God heals somebody. He does it because he loves them by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. Amen. To another, prophecy. So, yes, and prophecy doesn't always look like someone standing up and standing on a mountaintop saying, Thus saith the Lord. It looks like that sometimes. I've seen it like that. Sometimes it's just as simple as sitting at the kitchen table with somebody having a kitchen table talk or sitting around after dinner, and next thing you know, you're prophesying to that person. That's true. I'm telling you, many, many times, more, more times than I can count, I've seen that happen to me and through me and many of you have two brothers and sisters of God to another discerning of spirits that's being able to tell the difference between a good spirit and a bad spirit discerning all kinds of things you can discern it on a person discern it in a room discern it in a situation uh, this right here is a gift that saved my daughter's life last fall because she was almost uh she was almost lured into a, a human trafficking scheme. And the Holy Spirit of God gave her, gave her discernment and told her to keep on driving. Very interesting. These gifts will save your life. Okay, to another, diverse kinds of tongues. 
Are we still arguing about this today? So-called believers still arguing today whether there's a gift of tongues. There is a gift of tongues, okay? Um, I've heard it. Um, I've had experience with it. I don't really want to go into the details of it, really, but I will say that I have had an experience with it, with the gift of tongues myself where um, I was speaking in English, and I actually ended up, uh, I was speaking, in, uh, the person heard me speaking in tongues to them, and I was just quoting scripture out of the Bible. Very interesting. That's happened to me many times. Um, but there, uh, and then the, to another, the interpretation of tongues, okay? So, yes, all of these gifts are very powerful. I'm going to tell you something else. People better stop mocking God. They better stop because it'll be unto their demise. Because if you're not walking in the power of God in this last hour, you probably aren't going to be walking for long. That's just what it's come down to. All this arguing about Bible doctrine and uh, debating back and forth. People think they're holy because they post a post on Facebook and ask a question and get everybody all riled up to debate back and forth. Somehow they think that makes them spiritual. That doesn't make you spiritual. But see, uh, the word the word calls them this, that they are forever learning and never coming to an understanding. That's not what God has called you to, to debate Bible doctrine for, for the rest of your walk on this earth. It's not profitable. If people would just walk in the Spirit, they would be led by the Spirit to be productive in the Spirit. When you give a word, see, they'll argue all day long whether there's a gift of tongues. They'll keep it going. They'll post post about tongues and they'll keep it going all day long on Facebook back and forth. Or they'll argue about prophecy. Have you seen that? Some of them sit there and say, oh, there's no modern day prophets. That's not here anymore. They'll argue all day long and they'll be just, I mean, convinced all, and, and just get into it all day long. But how is that profitable? I tell you, it's not profitable. But the person that, that, that speaks to another brother and sister and gives them a word that's going to encourage their life because the Holy Spirit has laid it on them. Next thing you know, uh, you're calling somebody on the phone saying, God put a word on my heart for you today. And they start crying and it edifies them. And then God confirms it to him over the next couple of days. Which one of those has, which one of these two scenarios has been fruitful? These gifts of the Spirit cause us to uplift each other. That's what they're about, okay? And they're very, very important. It's very, very important because I'm going to tell you something. Um, the day has come uh, where it's coming to an end of arguing about everything. And it's, it, in other words, it, training time is over. Boot camp is over, and if you did not learn how to use your weapons, if you did not learn how to wear your armor, well, battle time is here. It's either get on the team, get in the army of God, and start producing results, or you're going to fall by the wayside. It's just as plain as that. So, anyways, getting a little fiery there. I hope this has ministered to you. Um... God put these on these things on my heart for you. Um, I pray that God will lead uh, 
people to hear this word that were destined to hear it. And I pray that it ministered to you in every way. I pray that God keeps you. I pray God provides for you. I pray that God prospers you according to his will and purpose. And I pray that no matter what you see, no matter how bad it gets, no matter, no matter what bad news you hear, that you have a lovely day anyways.